Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Help Me Rhonda. I'm your host, Dr. Rhonda Karg. I'm a clinical psychologist. Each episode of this podcast, I present mental health-related information to you in hopes that you will gain insight into some of your own behavior and hopefully also learn some new skills that I'm going to teach you that will help improve your mental health. So today I want to talk about dating a narcissist and why they never really go away, why they will pop up in your life time and time again, even after they've dumped you. So there's some predictable stages that happen when you're dating a narcissist. The, the first stage has been described as love bombing. And what happens in the initial stages of dating and getting to know a narcissist is that they will really go over the top, showering you with affection, gifts, trips, uh, you know, dinners at expensive restaurants. Uh, they will talk about you being the most incredible person they've ever met. They will uh, talk about you being like twin flames, like you're my soulmate. Uh, when you talk about something, they'll do this thing called uh, mirroring, which is basically they'll, they'll listen to what you're saying and they will rephrase it in a way that will make it appear as though they are just like you. And so let's say that you talk about uh, this trail, this hiking trail that you really love. If somebody was mirroring you, they would say, oh, I love that. That is an amazing trail. That's my favorite trail too. So you'll hear a lot of similarities. They are making the case that you guys are really meant to be together. And when you're dating someone during the love stage bomb, you're dating a narcissist, you can very easily feel like, oh, finally I met someone who really gets me, who really appreciates me, who has a lot of similarities as me, who is showering me with affection and attention and gifts and doing really nice things for me. And you know, the person will appear to be like Prince Charming and, but, or your savior or, but at the end of the day, it's a game. It's a game that they're playing to get their hooks into you so that you will stay with them. So what happens after the love bombing stage is what's called the devaluation stage. And during this stage is when they go from holding you on a pedestal to you can't do anything right. So they start being critical of what you wear, what you say. They're talking down to you. They're insulting you. They're uh, discouraging you from spending time with your friends and family because they want to isolate you. But it's a very painful experience to have on the heels of the love bombing because you can feel like what happened to my Prince Charming, what happened to this amazing person that I knew just a few weeks ago and now all of a sudden things have turned and 
it must be my fault. Like they will criticize you for everything. There's basically nothing that you can do really to make them happy. They just, and it starts off slow and it starts off subtly, but it gets ramped up. The final stage is called discard. And that's when they have decided that they're done with you to the extent that they no longer want to have a relationship with you. But don't worry, they're not done with you completely. They're just done with you in the sense that they want to discard you. They want to move on to another supply for their narcissistic needs. Supply meaning that uh, they're looking for someone else. They probably, by the time they discard you, they usually already have someone waiting in the wings. They've already started talking to them on social media or dating apps. They know that it's getting ready to happen. And as soon as they have another supply, source of narcissistic supply, they will dump you. Okay, then you're really heartbroken because it just seems like something that they do that's very cold. They they blame it on you. They don't take any responsibility for anything. That's a big narcissistic red flag. People that don't take responsibility for their behavior, they always want to blame you. Um, they will also do something called gaslighting, which is when you'll become upset about something that happened and you maybe you'll bring it up to them and say hey you know you did this thing you said this thing to me and it was very upsetting and they will turn around and say that didn't happen i never said that you're wow are you okay have you taken your medicine today because like that doesn't sound that, that didn't happen you're like making that up in your head and if you live with that, if you're in a relationship with somebody that gaslights you like that, the purpose of gaslighting is to make you feel crazy, to make you second guess yourself, to make you believe that the thing that you, you saw happen with your own two eyes didn't happen. That is how they wear you down as well is gaslighting and other things that they do to manipulate you, diminish you and make you feel like a really awful human being. And narcissistic abuse is very serious for people that have a prior trauma history, especially people that have abandonment histories. This can be the most toxic situation because narcissists once they discard you they will continue to reach out to you every now and then because they want to make sure that they have a string of people backup plans available to them so that if you know the person that they really like isn't available They'll have you as a backup and they'll hit you up and want to come over and have sex with you. Or, uh, you know, they'll just send a text that says, what are you doing? They're just, they're, they're hoovering. All they're doing is checking to see if they still have access to you. 
Now, narcissists will pop up in your life years later. I've seen narcissists pop up in people's lives 20, 30 years after they dated. And they're still hoovering. What's important to do if you have a narcissist that will not leave you alone and will not uh, stop getting in touch with you, the first thing that you need to do is you need to send them a text that says, please leave me alone. I want no contact with you. You have it in text. And then if they continue to try to, and then of course like block them, but if they continue to harass you, find you on social media, make fake accounts to harass you, uh, drive down past your house all the time to see if you have anyone over, uh, showing up at your climbing gym because they know you're going to be there. Uh, things like that. You know, if it, if they take it too far, you could go to the magistrate and try to get a protection, you know, a protection from abuse or a restraining order against them. If it gets bad enough, uh, I, I, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll, the judge in a case like that will want more proof that, th that this person is actually like a dangerous individual that you are somehow afraid. So if you go to the magistrate to try to get a restraining order against someone, you're going to, you're going to want to bring in, you know, witnesses, or you're going to want to bring in, uh, you know, screenshots and emails and things like that, where you have repeatedly shown them, demonstrated to them that you wish to have no contact with them anymore, but they refuse to respect those boundaries and they continue to come after you. And what's also really interesting to watch is that if you don't block them, let's say you just ignore their messages, which is fine too. Um, as long as you have the willpower to do that. But they will try different techniques in order to get at you if the first one doesn't work. So uh, common things that they'll do is uh, they'll be in a crisis and they need to talk to you. They'll have a death in the family. Uh, something really bad will happen and they'll reach out to you for emotional support. And, you know, narcissists target empathic people they know that empathic people are going to tolerate a lot more nonsense and abuse because empathic people may feel sorry for the narcissist you know maybe the narcissist had a traumatic childhood or is going through a tough time right now empathic people will feel sorry for them will make excuses for them so let's imagine that the first thing that the narcissist says to you doesn't work. Maybe they say, I had a death in the family and I'm so upset. I need to talk to you or I need to see you. If that doesn't work, they'll try something else. They'll tell you how much they miss you and how beautiful you are and how special you are and how they really messed up when they lost you because you were the best thing that ever happened to them. And if you only give them one more chance, you, they'll show you just how important and how, how much they love and care about you. 
And of course, that's very seductive because you might read a text like that and think, finally, this person uh, finally appreciates me and wants to do the work uh, to be a good partner to me. Okay, it's a facade. They're not they're not really interested in doing any work on themselves. They don't see any problems with themselves. They blame everyone else for the problems. And if they do apologize, it'll be something like, I'm sorry you're so upset about this. That's not an apology. That's blaming you because you're upset. That's not an apology. An apology is, I am sorry that I did this thing. You did not deserve that. I messed up. You don't make excuses for yourself. You don't do one of those half apologies where you're apologizing because they're upset. No, you're apologizing because you messed up, because you're human, you made a mistake, own it, take responsibility for it, work on it, tell them you're not going to do it again. Show them that it's important to you. You don't want to upset them again. Narcissists don't do that. Narcissists do not have any insight into their own behavior. They are in complete denial about the things that they do, the things that they say, their motives. Uh, they have a tendency to be very dishonest. They have a tendency to be unfaithful. Uh, they have a tendency to do all kinds of things behind your back. They're not good people to have in your life. They're very toxic. They will take and take and take from you. They will abuse you. They will use you. They will move in with you. There's a, there's a meme that says uh, nobody falls in love faster than a narcissist that needs a place to live. You know, if you have ever had a man that you just met tell you that he's in between jobs, he's in between places to live, he just needs a little help just to get on his feet. He just needs a little time to find his own place. Because guess what? In the state of North Carolina, if you let somebody move into your house, you might have to let them stay for 90 days if they give you $1. $1. If you call the police and try to have them removed and they've given you $1, you cannot have them removed for 90 days. And imagine living with someone that you have broken up with and they are in your house making your life a living hell. Okay. You've either been through this yourself or you know somebody that's been through this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the sort of, these are the sort of techniques that they use in order to manipulate, use, abuse, exploit, and discard you. And then hoover you because they want more supply and they want to make sure that you're still available to them. So what do you do with a narcissist when you break up? 
you let them know that you're done. You tell them that you want no further contact from them, and then you block them. You block them on social media. You block them on your phone. You block them on email. There's a way that you can go into your email, and all the messages from them will go will be filtered into your trash can folder. Um, but the key is you've got to get away from them. There's lots of YouTube videos out there for people who are recovering from narcissistic abuse. There's lots of good creators out there on that. There's, uh, there's no shortage of videos out there on ways that you can do this. But the key points are it is very, very hard because a lot of times... They, because of a, a variable ratio schedule of reinforcement, which is like a slot machine, right? You don't know if you're going to have to pull the arm of that slot machine 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times. Each time it's different. And that schedule of reinforcement releases dopamine when you get, you know, when you hit the jackpot or... Uh, if, you know, the person, the narcissist texts you or, you know, you get that little burst of dopamine and that pattern of reinforcement where sometimes they are in touch with you and sometimes they aren't and the push pull, I love you. I hate you. Come here, go away. I want to be with you. We're breaking up that push pull will trauma bond you with these individuals if you're not careful. There's actual chemicals in the brain that are released just from the push-pull alone. And it's called oxytocin. It's a neurotransmitter that gets released in your brain during situations like that, and it will bond you with that person and make it more difficult for you to leave them. But... There is hope. There are many, many people out here who have left narcissistic partners and are here to tell you about it. And you can find them on you can find them on YouTube or Facebook or um, you know Reddit. People sharing their experience, strength, and hope about how they got away from these individuals and how grateful they are now. It's important for you to hear messages of hope to know that yes, this is going to be very hard. Surround yourself with people that love you and support you. You're going to need to detox from this person. You're going to want to reach out to them. You're going to want to say one more thing. You're going to want to have sex with them one more time. You're going to make up excuses just like, just like a drug addict would. Just like a drug addict would. And it's so important for you to go no contact because think about it. Like if you were going to stop drinking, if you're going to stop using drugs, you've got to stop. You've got to go cold turkey. You have to eliminate this person in your life. That means you're not stalking their social media. You're not looking at old photos of you guys together. You're not... Um, talking about the breakup incessantly because that's dosing yourself. You're just, it's like taking a drink or a drug when you're trying to get clean and sober. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. If you want to reserve 
discussions about your breakup with your therapist or maybe one other person, that's fine. But I'm talking like very, very minimal, very minimal discussion. You don't want to think about them. You don't want to talk about them. You want to distract yourself and get back to the most important thing in your life, which is you. So during this stage, it's going to be hard, but surround yourself with family and friends. Make plans to go and do things so that you're not just sitting around thinking about this person and how heartbroken you are. No, go out and live your life. Put this heartbreak in a suitcase. Imagine putting it in a suitcase. Imagine putting the suitcase away. If you want to open up the suitcase once a day for 15 minutes and let yourself cry and let yourself have your feelings of anger or whatever feelings you're having, especially the sadness and the fear, you could journal 15 minutes, but then you're going to put it back in a suitcase and put it away and get on with your life because that person does not deserve to take you hostage and take up room in your head rent free you're done thank god it's over we're going to move on we're going to heal resist the urge to respond to their texts if you don't have them blocked but really your best bet is to just block them and go no contact forever they're out of your life make that boundary with yourself you deserve it Put yourself first and take care of yourself. It's going to be okay. It's hard, but there's lots of people that have gone before you. Like I said, there's lots of good videos on YouTube about recovering from narcissistic abuse. So check those out. And I would love to hear comments. Um, If you could leave them below, if you have experience being in a relationship with a narcissist and what it was like for you, how you were able to get away from them and what your life is like now. And if you also have experience with this, you can email me at helpmerondacarg at gmail.com and you can be a guest on my show and you can share your experience, strength and hope with with the audience of my podcast. So you can do that too. But it's a very serious problem. Narcissists cause, they're like tornadoes that rip through the lives of people. They leave mass destruction and they don't care. They will just walk away. It does not matter to them. And they'll leave you holding the bag and they'll make you feel responsible for the relationship not working out. It's not true. Surround yourself with people that love you. Take really good care of yourself. Abstain, detox completely, go no contact, and stay on stay on that path. Stay strong. You can do this. I know that you can do this. There's lots of people that have done it before you. Get support from people. You'll get through it, and every single day it'll get easier. It'll take time, but you can do it. Just because you're going through withdrawal from this person you're addicted to, it's going to feel really bad. And when I say withdrawal, you're going to feel physically sick. It's going to be that extreme. It's going to be very hard, but I want you to know that it doesn't last. 
in no time you're going to be back to yourself you're going to be feeling strong you're going to learn your lessons from that experience you're going to brush yourself off you're going to get up and you're going to go forward even stronger than you were before okay you're going to learn and grow so thanks so much for joining me today i hope that you learned something about narcissistic abuse and the patterns that narcissists often demonstrate in in courtship in relationships in the discard breaking up and then after the fact hoovering to keep you uh in their life to see if you're still available to them okay so learn more about it i'm here for you you can email me and I appreciate your support. Thanks for turning in tonight. I appreciate it. Have a good day.